Hello, good morning and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Wake Up Call. I'm Mazinov Dixon, glad to have you with us. Of course, we'll continue today from where we left off last week, talking about the impact of climate change on public health in Missouri. Before that, let's take a listen to Jeff Wheeler, our weather watcher. Good morning, Jeff. What do you have for us this morning? Thank you, Mazzino, and good morning from Watcher of the Skies Weather Station in West Central Columbia. Here's your morning wake-up call weather for the rest of the week. After a bit of flurries this morning, mostly cloudy for the rest of your Thursday with a high near 41 degrees, southwest winds 9 to 11 miles per hour becoming northwest in the afternoon, and they could be gusting as high as 21 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 15 degrees, and for Friday, sunny, with a high near 28. The weekend's looking okay, sunny with a high near 44 on Saturday, and sunny with a high near 43 on Sunday. That's your morning wake-up call weather. I am Watcher of the Skies, Jeff Wheeler. Always a pleasure to have you, Jeff. Now let's take a stroll to the newsroom to find out what's happening around us. Due to the National Weather Service forecast for cold weather below 15 degrees Fahrenheit, the City of Columbia says the temporary overnight warming center at Wabash Bus Station will remain open. The overnight warming center will serve as a resource for individuals unable to access local emergency shelter services. City staff will continue working closely with emergency shelter providers to ensure access to overnight emergency shelters as the preferred option for persons experiencing unsheltered homelessness. Columbia Boone County Public Health and Human Services coordinate a network of warming and cooling centers in the community during extreme temperatures. As the temperature begins to drop, the public is reminded of several locations in Colombia available to those who need shelter from extreme cold. Meanwhile, the Missouri Mining Commission will hold a public meeting today Thursday at 9 a.m. It should be held at the Lewis and Clark State Office Building, 1101 Riverside Drive, Jefferson City, Missouri. Interested members of the public can attend in person or virtually. The Missouri Mining Commission protects public health, safety and the environment from the adverse effects of mining and assures the beneficial restoration of mined lands. The Missouri Independent reports that the proposed restoration project in Platte Landing Park meant to provide safe habitat for native species now poses a health risk. In 2019, the city of Pikeville signed an agreement to participate in a restoration project with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Under terms of the agreement, the federal government agreed to pay 75% of the costs and Padville agreed to use the land's assessed value to pay the remaining 25%. But now, a disagreement over who pays what has stalled the entire project. The area in question is now covered with weeds while plastic netting threatens plant and wildlife species.
Researchers at the University of Missouri have identified the highly prevalent specific mutations that are causing the Omicron variant's high rate of infections. The findings help explain how the new variant can escape pre-existing antibodies present in the human body, either from vaccination or naturally from a recent COVID-19 infection. Kamledra Singh, a professor in the MU College of Veterinary Medicine, collaborated with Salvik Kanan, freshman at Hickman High School in Columbia, Missouri, and Austin Spratt, an undergraduate student at MU, as well as Seed Byron Reddy of the University of Nebraska Medical Center, to analyze protein sequences of Omicron samples from around the world, including South Africa, Botswana, and the United States. And that's what we have from the newsroom. The wake-up call continues in a moment. You're listening to The Wake Up Call from KOPN 89.5 FM, Colombia. The Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, says the severity of health risks caused by climate change to the general public health depends on the ability of public health and safety systems to address, or should I say, prepare for these changing threats, as well as factors such as an individual's behavior age, gender, and economic status. These impacts will vary based on where a person lives, how sensitive they are to health threats, how much they are exposed to climate change impacts, and how well they and their community are able to adapt to change. So therefore, for the state of Missouri, some key weather events have raised worries about how prepared is the state's public health system in addressing climate change. Christine Ekenga is an assistant professor of public health at the Brown School. Where it becomes difficult is when we're trying to study what I call like ripple effects, you know, like long-term outcomes that don't occur until years after an event. And also some of those subclinical health effects. So um, there are impacts that they don't require emergency care or, you know, a person may not report to a healthcare professional. Um, so we don't really have those medical records, but, you know, they're, they're really hard to study. Um, so I would say that um, it's, it's, we can do it. We can do it with some of the mo- those acute effects I, I've discussed, but it's really difficult for us epidemiologists to look at what, like these delayed onset health impacts specific um, to an extreme weather event. Um, In terms of vulnerable populations, um, there are populations that are, uh, you know, the most vulnerable and and disadvantaged as we've seen during the pandemic. So your poor communities, um, racial and ethnic minorities, migrants, or displaced persons, um, older people, people with underlying health conditions, and, also women and children, let's not forget, women and children are, are, are vulnerable populations. So this is traditionally the most vulnerable and disadvantaged communities are also um, vulnerable to, to the impacts of climate change. Mm, indeed, the state of Missouri has seen an uptick in climate change. 
Now, here's an example. Rising flood levels have threatened the Mississippi and Missouri rivers. Changing rain patterns have left the state's forest reserves cover under severe threat. Now, the EPA states that Missouri is likely to have more than 25 days per year with temperatures above 95 degrees Fahrenheit compared with 5 to 15 today. That, dear listeners, could spell trouble and doom for the state's food security unless... Sophie Watterson is the policy coordinator at Missouri Coalition for the Environment. There are certainly connections between extreme heat and food systems and the disruption that extreme heat and other extreme weather can have on food production. Um, I mean, extreme heat inhibits plant growth because for most plants, they need to be cool overnight. Um, They can also stress livestock. extreme heat can exacerbate things like drought and wildfire, which will destroy agricultural land. Addressing climate change, no doubt, is vital to help limit these effects and health risks. For the state of Missouri, it is indeed very urgent. And with that, we end this edition of The Wake Up Call. Join us same time next week for another edition. Democracy Now! is coming up next. I'm Mazinu Dixon from the News Team. Good morning.